is going on guys? It's been a while uh, since about December 16th or 17th. I think we did the late night episode after the Hershey game. And after that, we haven't really spoke. Uh, holiday season got really busy. Uh, so we apologize for not getting those episodes out. But we're taking this seriously now. Uh, we're going to change the format a little bit. We're going to go game to game rather than match week to match week. It's just going to be easier to follow. It'll give you guys more content to digest and it'll make it easier for us to create content for all our socials. So um, we're going to quickly, quickly recap um, the Canadian trip that came after that Hershey doubleheader. Then we'll go into Hershey at home, Providence at home, Lehigh Valley, uh, leading into Hershey. And then, you know, this past weekend is what we're really going to touch on in this episode. And then the game that happened tonight, which was an epic win, uh, 4-3 against Hershey. Phenomenal game by Gruden and the boys. We'll touch on that a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, Dale, you want to get started with just a little recap of everything from Canada until our first game against Charlotte. Well, the Canadian trip was definitely, uh, it was it was kind of a low, I'd say. We went over 2 in the two games we did play. And then there was a blizzard that, that was going to happen in Laval, which is actually just, it was t- a terrible, terrible blizzard. I think they got three feet of snow. And I'm happy we weren't, we were supposed to go on that trip. We ended up not going on the trip because of holiday reasons. And I'm, I've never been so happy about missing two hockey games. It would have been awesome, but that yeah. would have been fucking terrible if we would have made that trip all the way up there and then lost two game games. got canceled. Yeah, and we, we lost two oh. games. Lindbergh got injured. No one, everyone we talked to was like, yeah, there's there's nothing really to, I missed I missed both games. I wasn't able to watch them. I was busy. And I the people I texted were like, They're, you didn't want to watch those games. Like they just didn't play well. And then who do we have after that? We came back, like after the Canadian trip, we had so. Providence at home on the 27th. Who we lost four three. We had Hershey at home uh, prior to that. No, we didn't. I thought, I thought. we did. Uh, we had them at home uh, Tuesday the twenty seventh, and then Providence was the thirtieth. Oh yes, you're right. You're right. Hershey was on the twenty seventh, and that was a two one shootout loss, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Which was tough to take, but Hershey's a tough team. Hershey's Good. a tough, tough team to Mind play. You, best team in the league. Um, so, I mean, credit where credit's due. If we're losing to one of the best team in the league, I, I can happily take that loss in a shootout. That's a shootout, that's just, it's it's a fit. It's, it's, you literally have a, it's a 50-50 chance of who wins. Yeah. I if mean, your goalie stands on your head, on his head, but your shooters don't perform, your goalie can only do so much against the best shooters in the league. It's simple as that. Yeah, when Scarbosa's coming into the slot, um, there's not many goalies that are doing shit about that right now, so. He's really the only shooter that I'm terribly afraid of. But then, then we had Providence, who we didn't play bad against, I'd say. I wasn't. Oh, by the way, these. We have, this is a dog episode. This is a dog friendly. That's Ramsey. This is Sala. These are our best friends in the whole world. Yes. Also, as promised, uh, this is our first episode. It's going to go on YouTube. So check out Penn's Corner Podcast on YouTube. Um, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you will not see the dogs. But if you go into YouTube, uh, you will see the dogs, and they are cute dogs. So I think you're going to want to tune into that YouTube video. They're very cute dogs. You should definitely tune in and watch the dogs. But back to what we were saying, the Providence game wasn't bad. I didn't. I wasn't upset with how we played. Were you? No. Um, mind you, we should also mention that we dropped results for a while, but it was one hundred percent due to personnel reasons. I mean, we're missing. If we count off the top of our head, probably ten guys. I'm gonna or, look at the. Pitt, go. I'm gonna look up the Pittsburgh transactions. Just now. off the top of our head, uh, we got Lindbergh, Tokarski, Friedman, Smith, Willett, um, Pullen. Mm-hmm. Hollander now. Um, who else? Uh, O'Connor. Uh, uh, Tukarski's gone. Already mentioned Tukarski. So there's. Okay, so we were we were missing for a bit. Kajula, we're still missing O'Connor. So there's nine. Um, Hollander wasn't out yet. So at least nine people. We were missing nine of our starters during this period, and our young guys were still battling it out. I mean, we had half of Wheeling's team up here. Yeah, I mean, we had Sean Jossing. Sean Jossing was here, not for a little bit. He was here, but then, but then we had Chris Ortiz who came into the squad. Who has been? He's been good. He, he's definitely becoming a better player. He's definitely becoming a more rounded player, and he's not just he's not just a attacking attacking defender. Now he's becoming more of a true defender who can attack if he wants to. I would agree that he's definitely been better. Still got a lot to work on, but he's he's definitely improving. I think we should give him a shot next year. I don't know if he comes into the picture next year because everyone's going to be back. And on top of that, Owen Pickering's going to be in the system. 
So mm-hmm. there's going to be even more competition. Yeah, I, that's a good. That's a good take. That's a good take. But then again, we'll take. Then again, we'll look at everything. We'll see. See how that works. But Lehigh Valley, uh, New Year's Eve. Yes, Lehigh Valley's New Year. New, Lehigh Valley New Year's Eve was Hell a four-one win, right? Yep. Total performance from the boys. Uh, they came out pissed after the Providence game, uh, rightfully so, and they got it done. Uh, and they got it done in fine fashion too. It was a hell of a game. I mean, it watching it was just they were they looked electric, and it's hard it's hard to play this many games and be this like be this consistent. But we've been incredibly consistent this. <laughs> we've been incredibly consistent this season. It's that's one thing I've noticed about us that JD has really worked these. Okay, 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 okay. You want okay? That's okay. Sorry, the dog decided to move there. But JD has really found the consistency in the whole entire squad, not just one player or two player. There's a lot of players who are consistently playing at a higher level. I mean, there are still players who are inconsistent. You look at Zaykowski, you look at Ansons, you look at some of these, but I can name five or six players this season who every time they step on the ice, we see them. They're involved. Drake Ajula, Nylander, um, Willett. He's, al- he's always consistent. Then Taylor Fadoon. Fadoon's always consistent. Uh, John Lazat has become a consistent player. Am I, am I missing any? Pustinen. Pustinen. He's been incredibly consistent this season. Um, I mean, there's probably more, but off the top of my head, those are definitely six standouts. I mean, it just helps that we finally have a, we have a full roster of, of players. Mm-hmm. We don't have weak spots. When our full roster is there, we don't have weak spots. And this is the first season I ever remember that that's the case. Mm-hmm. And it's notable. And... Yeah, it's it's really nice that the squad's accountable too. I mean, even with these guys dropped off, these young guys are taking care of business right now. And that's what we're going to touch on when we get to the Charlotte series and then this past weekend. Um, but yeah, we moved on after the 4-1 win at Lehigh Valley um, to Hershey at home Saturday the 5th. And then Hershey away. It was the doubleheader weekend. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't remember the results. I will, I'll, I'll look at them quick. I don't really remember them either because... The Hershey one. Oh, wait, no. We went right from Lehigh to... We went right from Lehigh to Charlotte. Were those games canceled? No, I think... Are you on December? Oh, no. I am such an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the November... The November schedule. It says Hershey, Hershey. And then the issue is... It says Charlotte, Charlotte. So I thought... That, never mind. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. But yeah, we went right to the Charlotte series after that. I was like, I do not remember all these games. No, I that, there was a, that's a lot of games I was going to say. I that's, don't really uh, that's why I didn't remember them. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because they were in November. That's okay. That's okay. We're... People will understand, I think. I think our fans will understand. So uh, Charlotte on the... January 4th. January it's on 4th. a Wednesday. 5-3 win. Good crowd. Very um, for a Wednesday it was it was incredibly lively. Lion, Lion was the the man of the hour. Uh, if that's yeah. even how you pronounce his last name, he's the goalie for Charlotte. Leon um, Lion, one of them. But Charlotte's a good team. They're an experienced team. They're a hard hitting team. Um, they've got a lot of really, you know, strong attacking presences. Um, they've got a great coach, and they've always come into Wilkes-Barre and rolled us pretty much. Um, even as soon as uh, or not as soon. Uh, Last season. Last season, that's what I was trying to say. Um, They came in and just dispatched us every single time. So when they come in, it's kind of what you expect. But the boys had something else in mind. Uh, This is a young team. Like, we pretty much had all of Wheeling. Are you trying to say something, Ramsey? I think she wants to to butt in a little bit. Um, My dog, he's just been quiet. He just hit the mic once. But, yeah, um, the young boys came to play. They didn't let Charlotte into the game. Honestly, and I was really impressed, like super impressed, because I know we went into that game. We were like, this is probably going to be an ugly one. Uh, It's just kind of like, that's what we were expecting, Um, like I said, because of last season. And thank God that that didn't happen, because there's nothing worse than walking away from a loss against Charlotte. But kudos to the boys. Um, Some real standouts. Leggy was amazing. His work rate absolutely through the roof, and that's been the case for, God, like probably 10 games now. This guy's been off the charts good. Um, 
Another standout for me, posting in Unreal. The guy controlled the entire freaking game. Probably helped that his family was in town. He's been unreal since they've been here. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a Lazat. We John both, Lizotte we both good, yeah. uh, kind of watched Lazat that game. We're like, wow, he's becoming a defensive presence. The guy's been really good for us lately. Um, I know we kind of shit on him at the beginning of the season, and rightfully so because he was poor. But now he's like really figured his game out. I think he's adjusting to the system, and he's been a real leader, like for some of these younger defenders. So. What's your take on that that first uh, Charlotte game? I'm I'm a big fan of seeing young boys come in. I'm a oh hold on one second. I'm a big fan of seeing younger guys come in. I'm I'm a huge fan of it actually. I love seeing Wheeling boys come in, zero experience, and then just absolutely, I love seeing them absolutely dominate the game because no one really understands how Wheeling plays, and Wheeling players are always a step below, but that helps them in some way. That's not. The ECHL to AHL is not as big of a jump from the AHL to the NHL. But at the same time... That's going to be an issue there. No, it's not. We got it. We're fine. But at the same time... Come on. Come on. Move your butt. Come on. Watch that cord, Dale. I got it. All right. So the podcast has officially lost one dog. He'll um, come... He'll, go ahead. Uh, no, he's just coming to lay at my feet. He's all right. All right. So back to what I was saying. So I love seeing Wheeling boys come up. Last season, Patrick Watley. Loved, loved, loved seeing him. I, I talked about him constantly. Um, Almeida was, yeah, Almeida last year. I love seeing him too. I love seeing all these guys come up. And now we're seeing these faces who are coming familiar, like Sean Jossling. He had a hell of a game against Charlotte. He absolutely destroyed everything that Charlotte was doing. He stopped everything. And he was, he was giant. Um, we look at Sam Hood, who was a wheeling boy who made that shift. Look at how good he's been this season. So I, Sam I would Hood's love unreal. That actually, he deserves the shout. That was the one attacker that I could not name. Yeah. Uh, that first game against Charlotte, he was lights out. Mm-hmm. I think she's just chilling out. All right, she's just gonna chill out here. I think she wants to go next to my dog. Sorry, there's a lot of dog interference tonight, but it's all right because they're cute and we love them and we'll figure it out. But back to what we were saying. I want to see more Wheeling boys get more reps. I like Chris Ortiz. Chris Ortiz is good. He's a very consistent Wilkes-Barre player. I'm not saying he's a consistent player. I'm saying we consistently see him come up, and I'm okay with that. And I, I'm not. He he's not our. He's not the worst. He's not the worst option that we've had. I agree to a point. In this team, I'm totally okay with not really giving that many Wheeling guys reps. Mm-hmm. Um, because quite honestly not a lot of players in that wheeling system could actually play into this team if we have everybody. Um, so to a point in these situations where we have like injury crisis, yeah, I'm cool with it. Um, but outside of that, they should probably all stay in wheeling because we have a squad and we really don't need them up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. But they pull. But if they can pull off a performance like they did against Charlotte, which is a 5-3 win. Watch your you- court. All right. Never doing dogs again. No, the dogs will never be back on the podcast again. But it's okay because they're cute. Like we said, we love them. We'll figure it out. So I would like to see more wheeling players get reps. But I mean, at the same time, we played so, so good with them. I think that they got, I think they got their moment of fame. I mean, you look at what was his name? Who, who beat Kessie up that one time? Who was that? What was his name? On Charlotte? No, who beat Kessie up? Who beca- which one of our players beat Kessie up? He was a wheeling guy. Against Charlotte in the first game? No, it was against Hershey when we beat Kessie up that one time. Oh, I'm just totally confused. I, I have no idea. Like, not a clue. Who put, who pinned him on the bench? I still have no idea. Oh, you're talking about when... Well, Anson was involved in that, but he wasn't the one. Um, you're talking about when he just got thrown to the bench? Yeah, when Kessie got thrown into the bench. What was that guy? Who beat him up? Well, regardless, he was a wheeling player. He was a wheeling player, and he came up and he got that rep. So we played really good against Charlotte. We played re- the next night, not so well. We didn't play so well. We looked a little off. Like well, you, They're young. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte is an experienced team, and we knew going into that game that they were going to bring a totally different game. It's like when we beat Hershey at home. If we play them again at home the next day, we know it's a totally different game. They're probably going to come in. They're going to get the points because they're experienced. 
Um, and with a young roster like that, I expected absolutely nothing that second game. And not that we got absolutely nothing. They still battled, but there was a, a clear better team and Charlotte was that team, which is why like Charlotte would benefit in a series against us. But like the one out, um, I would definitely favor us in terms of like regular season record. I agree. I agree. And I think the next game, like you, they came in, you were saying this right before the podcast, they were a much more physical team than us. Oh God. Yeah. Which that, which we expected, but they were much more physical and the Hollander situation happened. And that kind of really, I kind of forgot a lot about that game just because of that situation. And I, th- I feel like that's, yeah, I mean, we, we looked like we were going to battle back maybe in the third period because the first and second period were just not, that wasn't hockey. They they were just kind of mindlessly skating around. Yeah. Um, but they really looked like they were battling out before the Hollander incident and uh, still thoughts and prayers with them. Which we go on the Hartford the next, not the next day. Wait, what? Yeah, it was yeah, the next it was day. the next day because we didn't know whether we were going to play or not. Yeah, we go on the Hartford the next day and then... The what first else? two periods, I I've never been so frustrated watching hockey before. I mean, if we're if we're pretty much already caught up with games, let's like actually talk more in depth about this Hartford game because I want to talk in depth the, about this. The Hartford game was like a lot more than a hockey game. Um, that was the first real time I saw the entire arena kind of come together like that, the organization come together like that, the players, everyone, um, people who didn't know what happened the night before with Hollander knew what happened with Hollander by the end of the night and could also like appreciate the first responders and get behind Hollander and back him. Um, and I think that's the important thing is that it didn't go unnoticed. Um, it was recognized. It was like handled literally as well as it could be, um, by the organization, by the fans, by the, the the players. Um, it was just, it was really, really nice to see. And on top of that, it was just like a magical night. You know, the, the three goals down, you come back, you battle back with a group of youngsters against an extremely veteran, physical Hartford. And then on top of that, you know, you have like small things, being recognized on the Jumbotron, being recognized on Wooks Bears page. You know, that that's cool. Um, being recognized by Hollander himself, like through text message uh, with one of his friends sitting above us. And then... You throw in the like the Jersey equation with Pustinen's family. Tell, tell him the story. Um, I, I'll go back into that, but it was just it was something different. There was a totally different energy about that place. It was the only time I've ever gone to a hockey game, and I truly would have been okay losing. Like I could I could have left there had after all that had happened and been like, you know what? Like we we won today as an organization as a team. We we won today. Win or lose on the ice, um, everyone should give themselves a pat on the back after that day because it was just, it was awesome. There, there was such a different feeling. I don't know how to put it into words, but it was just different. Uh, but yeah, the Pustinen situation, basically um, like three, four games ago, um, I saw some guy, uh, some guy at that time, I, I didn't know it was Pustinen's younger brother, but he was walking around the arena in this awesome finish um, Pustinen jersey and I had looked for this jersey for so long online and I couldn't find it my grandmother tried to order me one that was custom uh, and she ended up getting scammed so I was like you know I just don't think it's possible to get one of these so when I see some random guy walking around the arena in it I'm like where the hell did he get it I'm really really jealous of this guy um, turns out we're doing our laps around the arena and the guy at the gift shops like or the team shop gift shop What's, what's his name? Do you remember? Do you know? No. I'll look it up quick. He fo- we follow each other on Instagram. And he's like, hey, I'm just letting you know those are Pustinen's, uh, like family over there. That's his dad and his brother. And I was like, no way. You're kidding me. So I have the Pusty jersey on always. Thank you, Preston, by the way. Thanks, Preston. And I walk over to them and then we just, we talk for like 10 minutes. Even though there's a language barrier, um, his brother's like pretty much 100% fluent. Um, and was able to like translate a little between his dad and I, and every game I was like, I want to talk to these guys. I want to get to know these guys more. So we got pictures together. Um, we were enjoying conversation in between all the intermissions. And then finally I realized, you know, like this is our last home game. These guys are about to go home. 
So I was like, meet me at this bar um, in the arena, uh, second intermission, and I just want to say goodbye, like talk to you. And this is at the Hartford game. And at this point, we're down 3-1. Hope is lost in terms of the hockey game, but the energy is still amazing for Hollander. Um, And there was a huge crowd, which was awesome. And his younger brother's like, hey, I have a surprise for you. And I was like, okay. And he's like, shut your eyes, shut your eyes. So I shut my eyes. And uh, his brother takes this jersey off of his back and was like, here, I want you to have this. Um, like you deserve this. Thank you so much for like supporting Pussy the way you do. And I bawled my eyes out in the middle of Mohegan Sun Arena. <laughs> and it was such a special moment. And I put it on my back immediately. I took my other jersey off. And then we freaking come back in the third period. And when I tell you like the vibes were up here through the roof, I have never felt that kind of energy in arena. I've never felt that kind of energy internally and i was like everything went right tonight this is fucking awesome uh so yeah that was my experience i'm out of breath <laughs> i was gonna say you, you took that one over there i don't really you put everything perfectly in the words though it was very i hope when you listen to this you're like wow that was poetic because that was i'm winded you could have kept going i'm i was fine i'm winded do you think you would have passed out i'm sweating right now Oh yeah, you're thinking about Pusinan's brother giving you that jersey. Oh goodness. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put the video uh on corner too. <laughs> but, but we do we do need to give Preston. Preston, we have to give a shout out to him because Preston grabs Tommy by the shoulder. People in the arena know how much we love like our players. I was a Joseph fan, which I mean, he's up in Pittsburgh doing better than Wilkes Bear, which is perfectly okay with me. But this guy, this Preston guy, we met him this year. He recognized us because of WBRE. He's like, hey, like I listen to your guys' podcast. Super nice guy. Grabs Tommy on the shoulder. He's like, that's Pusinen's dad and brother. You should probably go and talk to them. And, and, I did. T- and he, Tommy was like, oh, 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 okay, okay. Because Tommy, the first time he met Pustin, and he, oh my god, I, I almost had a heart attack outside of the Toyota Sportsplex. <laughs> I there was a I, I was like, uh, there was a guy, uh, the old bus driver Jim. He was he was there with us, and he was like, well, he was there with Tommy. And he calls me. He's like, does your brother, does your brother shake? And I was like, like a dog, like shake his paw. He's like, no, like, does your brother, like, does he just like shake normally? I'm like, no, why? Because because he can't even write high on a piece of paper right now. No. <laughs> He's like, shaking so bad. And I cracked up. I was, I was cracking up because I wasn't where I was. I don't even know where I was, but Tommy, Tommy was going to Lehigh. Met them at Toyota Sportsflex. Met Pustin. Before the game. Yeah. And then it was just like. From there on, the the love the love story has continued. It was awful because Jim told me that he was going to be coming in a certain car, and then he I thought he was coming when that car got there, and then he never came out. So I was like, oh god! So like my nerves went through the <laughs> roof initially because I'm like, oh my god, this is the moment it's going to happen, and then he doesn't come, and then you know when you're just about to come down off of something, so you're still a little whack. Well, that's when he showed up, and mind you, he could not speak any English last year. Everything was. Yes. Okay. Hello. Pustin. And I was like, I'm telling him all these things. Like, I, I love you, man. You're, you're a great player. Like you're my favorite player that's ever been in Wilkes-Barre, which is not a lie. I freaking love this guy. And he just had no idea what I was saying. And I just like a little reassurance from him would have made me so much less nervous, but him just looking at me going, huh? Okay. I was like, Oh my God, just breathe, just breathe. And, uh, Got the jersey signed, thank God. Uh, I refuse to wash it now. It's beer stained, it smells, but I cannot wash it. That is the most iconic jersey. And uh, Everyone in 114 knows you won't wash it. Trust yeah. me. We don't have to know you to know you won't wash your jersey. But it's 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 not lucky anymore if I wash it. And uh, he's playing lights out this season, so I think it's because of the beer stained jersey. So yeah, after that Poussin tangent, um, what are your thoughts on the, the Hartford game? I just kind of... Went on a total rant there. That's yeah, it's all right. I it's it's warranted. Um, we played good. We, I mean, we did not play good for the first two periods. No, we played like shit. I don't think I've ever been that. You you said it. You you said it that you would have been okay with losing. I would have been okay with losing once I got back to the hotel because we stayed at a hotel that night. I would have been fine losing afterwards, but during the game. You're, I, I was so frustrated the whole time 
I was walking around. I was frustrated. I was talking to people. I was frustrated. And it's, it's just because there wasn't, they weren't, they weren't themselves. They were playing like, they were just playing, they were playing lights out on themselves. Every goal was because Gaultier was getting double screened. We wouldn't push them out of the crease. I mean, every goal was the same thing. Yeah. Every, everyone knew how to play us at that point. So we're frustrated. We're annoyed. And then the third period came around. They left Gaultier in. I didn't agree with the decision at the time. At the time, we did not agree with it. We said, put Tommy Napier in. We know what Tommy Napier is going to give us. We, Gaultier has played so many games. He's a rookie. It was because he was really bad in that Charlotte second game too. Yeah. So we were nervous. We were like, how is Napier not even getting the start initially? Because Gaultier has no confidence coming into this game. Which... I love being, I love being proved wrong. I love it. But at that time we're sitting there and we're like, Gautier has not been on his game. We, we don't know anything about him. We don't have any connection to the player to stick up for him yet. Mm-mm. We can't say, well, you know, he has a nine, he has a 0.96 save percentage. He was good in the Pittsburgh camp. Yeah. We, we don't know that yet. We, Tukarski, we can do that. Lindbergh, we can normally do that. But Gautier, we don't have that connection to him yet. Mm-mm. But let me tell you, he showed us up. He definitely he did. Was, he made three saves that he should not have made. Oh my God. That one sliding save. That was, he's, and I'm noticing Gautier has that potential. And tonight, if you could have seen him tonight was, against Hershey. He played again? Yes. Oh my God. This kid, this, this kid needs a break. I just don't know if JD trusts Tommy Napier. After last season, I wouldn't either. But back to that, Gautier has that potential to be good. He has that oh, potential yeah. to be a, NHL goalie. He, he's got some X factor qualities about him for sure, but he's nervous. Does he have, does he have that superstar zone ability though? I'm not going to give him the, the flurry X factor, you know, that we saw when he was down in the league, the, the minors, um, the minor league, but he's got something that you watch him. He's either something there. He's um, very young too. He just needs to be better. He needs to get better at reading the puck. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. He, he's a little slow to analyze what's going on in front of his net. And it doesn't help him. He's had rookie defenders in front of him that will not clear his crease out. No. Um, and he's been forced to make these like dumb deflection saves or give up goals because of that. Um, so I'm really curious to see Gautier when we get some of these defenders back. Um, because I think Tokarski is going to stay in Pittsburgh for a little while. Jerry, so. Jari's on uh, IR, so LTIR, I think. Cool. Yeah, not cool. Um, I'd love to have Tick back, but... I think we're going to see more Gautier reps because it'll be Lindbergh Gautier. And I'm looking forward to seeing him with an actual experience core in front of him. Cause I think he's going to be a different goalie and you know, I give everyone that chance. So did you see Tikarski's gloveless save last night? Yes. And I also saw his little toe flick, which was disgusting. Dude. I mean, he's naughty. They want him too. Why wouldn't you want him? I mean, I was, I was nervous. Been one of them. I mean, he replaced the Smith after three goals. Ben, Ben him. I was really, really nervous when he got the call up because I'm like, they are not going to want to send him back. I just, they've been blind to how good he is this whole season. Him and Lindbergh, both him and Lindbergh are better than Jari. Not Jari. I'm sorry. Jari has been better this season. Oh no. I will go as far as saying the duo. I know exactly where you're going with this. Lindbergh, Tukarski are a better duo than Jari and DeSmith. I don't think the Jari thing right now, because Jari has been, Jari has been good. I mean, collectively. Collectively. Yeah. Collectively, the Smith is not a, the Smith is not a Pittsburgh goalie. The Smith was a Pittsburgh goalie, but the Smith, I think, not being number one has really has really stunted him. I think the Smith needs to go to a lower team, send them like the Yotes could use him or something. Honestly, I think that the Smiths would fit in well with the Oilers, and I know that's a bad, weird weird take. I think he'd be better at like a Canadian team, and I don't know why. I just got like I feel like the Kings could use him. Or, Fair. Uh, it might not be the best, but you might be okay. All right. So then with that being said, give me your full take on Tukarski, where he started, where he's going. Is he coming back? When is he going to end up in Pittsburgh? If every goalie is healthy. Tukarski's not staying up there. They, they're, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure there's a clause. I was told this by, uh, I think I was told this by Jim. I am almost 100% certain that there is a clause in Jari and the Smith contract that they cannot be sent down. Definitely not. I I can almost guarantee that. Because if they could, Crosby could, Malkin could. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think 
Um, I think once Jari comes back, I think once Jari comes back, they send them down, and then next season they resign him. Because we don't have because because Gautier he needs another year. Gautier I, needs another year to become a monster. So, when does Sikarski go up next year? What do you mean? When does he go up for good? Yeah, I think next year. Yeah, next year, I think if if they just if they resign him because he's only on a one year. He, they're going to resign him, mind you. This guy he already floated around the NHL. Sabers he, dropped him. That Sabers team was a fucking liability. Well, that, yeah, that Sabers team is not a representation of the goalie that Sikarski is. They were a defensive mess. I mean, I'm talking total chaos. They fucked his like his uh, percentages <laughs> so bad. It, like, they force you in a really bad position. So I, I think he's different if he has an actual team in front of him. You know, I don't think he's a number one. I don't get that vibe from him. He's definitely a number two or a number three, though. He's, he's a he's the best number three you could have. He's a good number two. I don't think he would be a good number one. I don't, I don't know that he could pressure a number two goalie. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if a, I don't know if a coach is going to want to put him at number one, just because he might not have the pressure that you need to really get the best out of your second goalie. But I know for a fact that if there was a killer first goalie, tick would work his ass off and he'd be a crazy second goalie in Pittsburgh. What, so. what I like about him is that he's such a humble guy. We, you hear you hear his interview. He inter, he got interviewed. I think Taylor has. I heard it on one of his interviews, and she was like, "What's it like being in Pittsburgh?" He's like, "Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm just here to be called up when they need me, and I enjoy playing my time down and I enjoy playing back down in the minors and blah 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 blah." You have so many players that when they get asked that question, they're like, "Oh, I want to be in Pittsburgh. I want to be in Pittsburgh. I want to be in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the only thing I ever think of." Versus you have Tukarski, who's like, "I'm just enjoying my time. I'm trying to do the best I can." I enjoy playing the minors. He he plays for the team. Doesn't matter if yeah, he's he on Pittsburgh or Wilkes-Barre. He's gonna play for that team. He's Lights gonna prove out. himself. No, agreed. Yeah, it's a good take. Um, so I, I do want to talk about more like individual players, but let's quickly get over the Hershey game tonight. You watched um, it. I was at soccer. So crazy game against Hershey. Um, want to give a big shout out to uh, Lucas Shvekovsky, uh first AHL goal. Sick goal too. Some sweet dangles there on the one v one, and then Onsen gets his freaking first AHL goal right after that. That is not an easy place to shorthanded, uh, right? Yes, not an easy place to get your first AHL goal, boys. So, kudos to you. Um, should we? We got to give him a clap, right? Give him a clapper. That's enough. All right, and uh, huge shout, dude, Gruden. What a player Gruden is becoming. Actually, though, I think he's double-digit in goals this season. Um, he's the leader on our penalty kill. Um, he's been unbelievable defensively. Um, ridiculous checks constantly throughout the game. Um, he's been the leader on every single line he's played on. No matter who you put him with, he still plays his game. He's been my, like, oh, God, this is such a bold statement. Um he might be my player of the season. And if he's not, he is easily the most improved player um, on Wilkes-Barre. The difference between Johnny Boy last season and Johnny Boy this season is this guy is hungry. He put in the work and like he, he's getting the job done. I love it because like, you know, huge fan of Gruden. Uh, we both are. And it's so nice to see him finally getting these like quality reps and then just going game in and game out. Super physical, scoring goals. Getting some apples, you know? Oh, God. I love it. I love him so much. This is awesome. Gruden's the heart of the team. That's yeah. that's just as much as we can say. Gruden is definitely the heart of the team. Um, were What were Hershey's goals? Were they typical? Were they the typical scrappy goals that they scored? Were they, did they cut us apart? What Scarbosa were, had a rip. Of, of course he did. The, the first two goals were, um, I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I watched the entire game. Um, but I, I cannot think of them off the top of my head. Uh, the third goal, Scarbosa, absolute like belter. Um, of course, which is like Scarbosa to be expected. Um, I don't know why he's not in the NHL. No, neither do I. It's also 
um, we had all of our young guys still on the team. We still don't have all these guys back that we were just talking about um, in this bad stretch. And they've still figured it out. They're playing against the best teams in the league. And they are grinding out results right now. Minus Hartford. M- minus Hartford, yeah. They suck. Yeah. Um, but they're very physical. And their pizza sucks. They're very physical. Um, and that's hard to play. Plus, Hershey got the Snively boost coming into this. I think this but was his first game in the AHL. Pilon had an abdominal injury, so he was out. Yeah, yeah, but still, Snively spent his entire season with the Caps. Snively's good. And he came down, and we shut him down. He made no difference whatsoever, um, which was huge because we got a lot of rookie defenders, like we were saying. Um, Gruden, again, uh, just stand out. Two goals. I think he had an assist, too, uh, possibly. I think he might have assisted the second goal. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to, like, actually look. But yeah, he was lights out. Um, Ravis, Anson's played really, really well. Uh, Shvekovsky, I know I'm not just like naming the goal scorers and saying they played well. They actually had really good performances. Like they were, they, they were noticeable, which is nice because they're the kind of players who kind of blend in sometimes and they, they didn't, they stood out. Um, Gautier, another great game. Like some wicked saves. Some, some saves he should not be making against Hershey. Um, he kept away us in too. that game away. Yeah, that's not that is not an easy place to go away for no, a goalie. Not, not an easy place to go for a fan, nonetheless a uh, a goalie. You know, I mean they they're screaming at him. They're gonna get. They're trying to get in your head the entire time. And they were pissed. And when Hershey have momentum, they come back those three goals. It's even harder to be a goalie because now you're getting chirped like crazy. Uh, the energy is not in your direction on the ice, and you still have to find a way to get it done. And he did. Uh, they did super proud of that team tonight. Uh, four, three and OT Gruden scored 30 seconds into it. Oh, so sick because I was really worried that the same thing that happened to Hartford in the weekend was going to happen to us in reverse and the hearts wasn't ready for it. Um, I thought it was going to be karma for how hard we celebrated that night. Cause we did go to the casino after we did. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm super proud of this team lately. I can't wait to get our guys back because, like I said, I, I want I want a strong team. I want the experience there. I want the boys back. I want everyone healthy. But it's really fun to watch these young guys do what they're doing right now. Uh, they're just grinding out results. And it's just showing, like, the, the J.D. Forrest grit. Like, the, the mentality's there. He's doing something right. Yeah, he's definitely doing something. And we need to keep it going, especially with... We got a big couple of games coming up. We're almost at the halfway. 72 games in a season, right? Yes, sir. We're at 32. And yep. in the next couple of podcasts, you know what's coming up? The midseason awards. Oh, the midseason awards, yes. Uh off the top of our head, I couldn't name them. Not yet. We're gonna we really have to have a discussion over this. So we we've mentioned a couple, but if you had some fan suggestions, um, about what some of these midseason awards would be, funny awards, etc. Um, please DM us on Instagram or just comment on YouTube. Um, we'd be happy to take those requests, and we will um, we will reward your comment by naming the reward on the podcast. And we'll and we'll give you a shout out like, oh, user user fans square K eighteen said this. User caps don't want you, Cassie. Uh, thank you very much for this suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll say something. All right, so real quick, um, because we we read through the games. Um uh, quick thoughts on Sam Hood. He was a wheeling boy last year. He's now become a star boy uh, on the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins. What'd he do? How did this happen? And what is his actual potential? Because I honestly didn't think this was possible this season. And he is just Blowing people through. Blowing through people. <laughs> All right. So Sam Hood, I was a big admirer of him. Admirer? Whatever it is. I liked him last season. I, I said that a lot. I liked him and I liked Patrick Watling. Those are my two wheeling standouts from last year. Patrick Watling, obviously, is not with the organization anymore. Mm-hmm. But Sam Hood is. Sam Hood has an op- had an opportunity now that he did not have before. We had, I think we had three centers. I think we had three centers above him. He was playing on the third and fourth lines as a bottom six. And occasionally he would make a 
boost to the first or second, but he always played on the third or the fourth line. He was a bottom six forward in the AHL. Not really, not really the potential you want. But it's his first full year. I kind of was like, oh, okay. But he was still he was doing moves. And now he just he took he got a chance. Poolin's out. Um, I mean, Hollander, Hollander's out now for, for a while. He's been playing center a little bit for us. Devane, who could play center, is a little bit out for us. Then there's Gruden, who Gruden would rather play on the third on the third line. He's Gruden Gruden loves being a bottom six, which gives <laughs> Gruden loves bottom. I'm not doing this right now. It's 1030. It's, it's gotta be 1030, right? It's 11 o'clock. I can't do this, but Sam hood has this opportunity and he's taking it by far. He has to be, he's my, you know how you said Gruden's your standout. Sam hood is my standout for the year. And so far. And I think that Sam hood, I think Sam hood's potential is possibly being, I'd say Sam Hood is a bottom six forward in the NHL for a team. I say he's not an every game certified starter. I'd say he's a lower team. He might get thrown around here and there. I don't think he's going to be a franchise player. I don't think he's going to be. No, he's not going to be. He's not going to be a top six. I don't think. I don't. I don't think he has the potential to be. I mean, he could. Right now, I'd pick. I I take Sam Hood over Jeff Carter. I mean, two totally different players, but. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like energy and production, I take Jamie Devane over Jeff Carter. That's way too bold. Man. No, no, no. They, they, personal. Uh, this is personally. No, they're both so sluggish, um, and only one of them could actually finish the puck and has like hundreds of NHL reps. I would not give Jamie Devane that credit. Hmm. I, I understand the Sam Hood thing because of productivity and energy, but we we can't we can't compare Jeff Carter to Jamie Devane. I, I hate Jamie Devane. So that's saying that something. I won't go that far. I ripped in the Lizzo, sorry, John Lazat, for how long? A while. For weeks. Oh, I am sorry, John Lazat, if you ever listen. Months. Months, months of my life I spent hating you. But now I, I'm sorry. I messed up. You're a very good hockey player, and I should not have criticized you the way that I did. I should have given you time. I am very sorry for what I did. It is my sincerest apologies. Please take this apology with an open heart. He has been good. I apologized. <laughs> I did what I had to. Looking down at the floor. I was looking at I was looking at the hockey gloves. Um but yeah, Lazat um has been phenomenal. Hood phenomenal. Um uh, before we wrap, I want to talk about Valtteri Pustin because his output's been ridiculous. I think he's sitting on check. Twenty six or twenty seven points right now. 28 points. 28 points. What is it? Uh, He's more assist than goals? Probably uh, one or two more. He has, he has 13 goals. So he has 15 assists, yep. which is which is crazy. 13 goals, 15 assists. Um, last season, I think he ended with like 40-some points. He's going sky high. Um, this is something we predicted early on in our player introduction podcast. We said this year he is going to have a high output. Um, he's going to have that 50-point season, uh, and he's on track. He's going to do it. This guy's not playable right now. He upped his physicality. Um, he upped his productivity. He's been a different player. He's given energy to other players on his line. Um, he's basically like our cleanup man every time the puck takes a bounce. Um, he's been phenomenal in front of the crease. He used to get bullied out of there, and now he's found a way to like adapt um, while also not being super physical, which is a really cool trait of his. Yeah, sky's the limit for this guy. And I really hope Pittsburgh gives him his chance, but you know how this organization works, so he's definitely going to end up somewhere else. Um, rumor has it that this, is, this isn't this is necessarily rumor. It's a big, it's in a big thing. Um, Pustin, in, they don't want Pustin or Nylander next season. They're not, they don't, they don't. I know for a fact that Pustin is one of the names. That's just, it's just been thrown around too much, which is just, First of all, it's a stupid, stupid decision. I mean, he's a rookie, isn't he? He should have three years. Uh, Pusty, this is his second year now in the AHL. So he should have three years. Yes. But it's, that's such a stupid, that's just a stupid, stupid thing. 20 goal scorer last season. He's going to put up 20 to 30 this season. And based on those numbers and how experience goes and his age, he is only going to increase productivity. 
Why would you not at least keep him on a contract, keep him in the AHL, and let him harbor stats? Even Nylander. pull him when you want him. I don't understand this organization at all. Even Nylander. I mean, Nylander... Is he a bit of a is he a bit of a doll? Like is he a bit of like a Barbie doll sometimes? Yeah, but look at what he did against Hartford. He is so good. We have not even seen the best version of him, and it's because Pittsburgh won't give him the chance. This guy needs confidence from Pittsburgh. This guy needs reassurance. He is a lights out player. Watch his Blackhawks highlights. He's an absolute savage. He is so fucking good, and it, it makes me so so angry. Well, that we don't give the. I'm sorry. I, Look don't at, give these players chances. Look at what they did to Joseph. They turned Joseph, who had the potential to be a uh, Latang replacement. That's what they wanted him to be. They wanted him to be a Latang replacement. They turned him into they turned him into this just like this like throwaway defender that they called him. We're not even gonna renew his contract until what, what does that do for confidence? It kills it. Drew O'Connor. Drew O'Connor's putting up crazy points. Drew O'Connor had <laughs> He's still a, one of our points leaders and he's been twenty two points this year. And what? And how many games? I don't even know. He has twenty-two points this year. He, he hasn't played for us in twenty games. Twenty-two points versus Pustin in thirty-three. That's uh, insane. What are Pittsburgh doing with him? Not playing him in a Winter Classic, a game you need to win. They'll, they'll, you have these young, talented players, and you just you have them sit in limbo between Wilkes-Barre and Pittsburgh, and then you either kill their confidence and then bring them up and then spit them out as soon as they don't produce something, or you just get rid of them. I, I don't get it. Like, integrate them into your system. Um, sorry. You know, you know the only player they're doing that with is Ty Smith. You okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Ty Smith. But at the same time, you look at Pittsburgh and you think, oh, but they're getting a win here, here, and here. But other than other than Crosby, Gensel, Latang, which who's who's not playing because of the death of his father, I don't I don't blame him for that at all. Like, take the time he needs. So, but I'm, I'm putting his name in there. Malkin, Zucker, Kapanen. Kapanen, he's good this year. But like, other than those names, you see anyone else scoring, you're like, oh, they re- they have Josh Archibald on the on the payroll, just, but they won't uh, give Drew O'Connor a chance. This organization wow. needs to wake up. This Crosby, Malkin, Latang business has like got to go. I'm sorry. Take a look at the NHL right now. Those three guys are not going to win another Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. Like Those we, three we, guys are not going to win unless they have a supporting crew. We, Those three guys cannot lead a team to it like they did. I, I think we're already too late. We did not develop players. And now we are stuck with the team we have, and they are just not good enough. And now we're in the situation where the youth is probably going to get dropped off. It they're not going to sign these guys. So it's just going to stay in this like stagnant pool that we're in right now. They're not going to win another Stanley cup. They seriously need to rebuild. They need to reconsider where these players can either go or how they can get rid of them in like the most reasonable fashion. Um, I'm just, I'm so sick of it. Like it's, it's actually so irritating. How do you not recognize this as an organization? As a team, as a team, what kills you is loyalty. And I think Latang, Latang has earned his right. To be, I'm spinning this so I can sit back. Okay. I'm getting frustrated. Letang. I don't want to sit up anymore. Letang has earned his right. Letang has earned his right to play for Pittsburgh. Letang is the one, if not the best, one of the best Pittsburgh defenders of all time. Oh, this is nice. That's why I've been sitting back. It's quite nice. Yeah, I'm going to sit back from now on. Damn. Letang is, if not the best defender in Pittsburgh history, one of the best. One of the goats. In, in NHL history, too. Mal- Malkin. To be fair. To be fair, Malkin, easily top five Pittsburgh player of all time. Crosby, I'd honestly argue that he's second, just behind Lemieux. Uh, Yaramir Yager's number one. Oh yeah, number, okay, number th- number three then. It's, it's between Yager and Lemieux. I mean, it's it's Yager, Lem, Lemieux, Crosby for sure. That, but those guys were re- crazy. Regardless of what, regardless of that, there's those three players. Those three players are what you need to win a Stanley Cup. But you need to have that. You need to have that youth. I mean, look at look at the Avs last year. They had Ka, they had Kadri, they had Kale McCars. That was he was insane. Kadri, McCar, McKinnon. Um, there's your three stars. But then they had supporting cast that produced nasty numbers. Exactly. That's what we're missing. We have the three stars. And I mean, Latang. Like I said, Latang. I'm so happy he's back because he's an amazing defender. 
Yeah. Crosby, I'm happy he's back. Malkin, I'm happy there. He's back. Those three, but who who do they have to support him? There's Jason Zucker, who's a 50-50 player, injured 95% of the time. Then there's Gensel, who literally is a is living proof that the call-up system works. Mike, Mike Sullivan is an AHL call-up, too. I don't get why he hates the AHL call-ups, because that's where he, he is an AHL call-up. That's a great point. Mike that, Sullivan is literally an AHL call-up. What, what the fuck are you doing? I'm, I'm just seeing how high I can set this mic up. It's just like it's one of those things. There's so many teams in the NHL that have three-star players. You are slowly drooping. Like, Am I? It's, it's not anymore, but it was literally going down like... But yeah, I, I was going to go on a big three-star players kick, but... It's not worth it because Pittsburgh are just going downhill. Anyone who supports Pittsburgh or listens to this podcast, they love hockey enough to know that Pittsburgh is not doing the right thing right now. They're going to crash. Um, any final thoughts on just the season, uh, the boys? So far, I'm enjoying us. I'm enjoying the season. Um, What's our record? I don't even know. I'll look now quick. I think 17-10. Uh, 17-10-2-1? Oh, goodness. I was close. That was... Um, we have 98 goals this season. Uh, yeah. Dude, we're actually killing it. If if we would have played this good last season, we'd be top of the division. We just have a very competitive division this year. We're 13th in the league. Oh, the Firebirds are first. Firebirds, Bears, Wranglers. Those... those. That's because Ontario has that one crazy guy. No, that's... The Wranglers have that one crazy guy. I mean, the Wranglers are just... That's Calgary. Uh, someone has like a a sixty point leader already. It's insanity. Uh, Matthew Phillips with forty, which is disgusting. Holy shit! But yeah, super proud of the boys. Um, they're going to continue getting the job done. Uh, what do we have? We have a huge away run here coming. Um, Hershey, we just played tonight, and Charlotte, Charlotte, and we're back in Syracuse on the eighteenth. Like we're, I said, we're back home on the eighteenth. Yep. Or yeah, yeah, we're home on the eighteenth. That's what I meant to say. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, we will keep you updated game to game. Like I said, we're structuring this differently now. Uh, this will be on our YouTube. So thank you for watching. If you made it all this way through, uh, this is our first YouTube video and we're so excited to create more content for you guys. Um, have a great night up the pens. We beat the bears and that's all that matters. Um, have a good night, everyone. Peace out guys.